all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the whoa with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. Come on in, everybody. Let's go. Let's go. It's 7 o'clock on Monday night. That means it's time to command your weekend, command your day with the power of prayer. Do me a favor. Come on in whatever platform that you're watching me on and make sure, one, that you like the video. Number two, make sure that you share. When you share, people get saved. People give their lives to the Lord when you share. And then number three, make sure that you uh, let me know where you're watching from. Like, where, share. LWS. Like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this video. It's Monday night. Every Monday night for the last, goodness, it's been at least two plus, probably three plus years for on Monday nights at seven o'clock mountain, we join together on a variety of digital platforms in order to pray. Prayer has power. And most importantly, prayer gets results. If you've been with me on prayer for any amount of time, you have seen that prayer gets results. So come on in every platform that you're on and make sure you like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share. Aurora, good to see you. Aurora, good to see you. Columbus, Ohio. What's going on? Denver, good to see you. Praying that you are better over there. Uh, Brookhaven, that's uh, that's ATL. Good to see you. Omaha, good to see you. Aurora, good to see you. Jacksonville, Florida, good to see you. Come on in, everybody. Merced, California, South Carolina, good to see you. Atlanta, Georgia, what's going on? Delaware, hey, how you doing? Jersey, welcome, Jersey. Come on in. Shalom, everybody. Come on. Somebody said y'all. That's a Southern word. Come on here. Palm Springs. Good to see you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Talk to me as you come in. And we're going to give you a few moments to get in. And uh, so you can get this shared. And when you share, people can say first time live from Philly. What's going on, Philly? Glad that you're on with us tonight. Every Monday night, we gather together for one hour to pray on a variety of digital platforms. And we got the Harvest Church IG, Bishop Foreman IG, then our YouTube, Facebook, all of those pages are going. Parker, good to see you. 5280, good to see you. Detroit, Denver, Aurora, good to see you. All right, come on in, y'all. Listen, I pray that your day has been amazing. Uh, yesterday, uh, in both of the experiences, come on, Atlanta, my fellow, that's Denver, good to see you. Some more Aurora in the in the building. Aurora, good to see you. Yesterday, in both experiences, the Lord released the word. It wasn't for everybody, but it was certainly for somebody relative to um, uh, 24 hours. Specifically, the word uh, came from the scripture, 1 Samuel, and Saul had issued a message, and he said, we'll rescue you by noontime tomorrow. And can I tell you um, that the praise reports that have come in have been absolutely amazing. Can I just get you to put an amazing in the comments? They've been amazing um, that have come in. I'll get an opportunity, hopefully, to read you some of those before we hop off of prayer tonight, uh, but absolutely amazing. How many of you, you saw God move and do something significant uh, today? You saw it today. I, I can wave my hand. I saw it today. I got an email 
And the email started like this. Congratulations, Bishop, blank, 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 blank. Um, so to God be the glory. I saw that. All right. Good to see you. Come on in. I just submit my praise report. Come on, submit it. But can you give, give me a hint? Give me a hint. Give me a little hint in the comments. All right. Absolutely amazing. Come on in, guys. Give you a few more moments to share. Let me also encourage you, give you a couple of church announcements. Number one, if you need, um, you need a miracle by tomorrow. You need that. All right, Princess um, 333. Um, we, when we cover that, we're going to cover that. We're going to believe for a miracle tomorrow. Um, let me say this to you. Um, if you don't have our app, make sure that you get our app. Our app is the best way to stay connected to Harvest. How do you do that? You're going to just text the word Harvest to the phone number 877-552-4746. It's on the screen if you're watching me on these platforms over here. Can I get a few of you all to type it in the comments so that way um, you can. Uh, good. Come on. I love it. I love it. Um, so then that way uh, folks can connect with us and get our app. Our app is the best way to stay connected to Harvest. Do not depend just on social media. Our app, our website the absolute best ways to stay connected. It's going to give you the resources you need. You get our podcast. Um, you can get our notifications every time we go live. So many great resources that are in our app. Um, how many of you, you do not have our app? Can I get you to wave up if you do not have our app? Because I want to push you to get it. Um, why? For your own spiritual growth and development. All of the resources are in there are there for you. I don't want to encourage you to get that. You can take a spiritual gifts test that's in the app. You also have the ability um, um, to get our music, messages, uh, resources for you. Uh, if you're a business owner, there's a resource in there called Building a Successful Business or Organization from Scratch. It's literally the steps that you need. It's a, it's a uh, webinar style. I walk you through the steps that you need. That is available in the app. Um, so many great resources are in there that I want to encourage you to do. All right. This is good. I'm seeing some praise reports in here, some furthering education emails and free training. Come on. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Downloaded the app today. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, that's true. Uh, Nina says booking a coaching sessions. I still do one-on-ones. You can do that. That is available. Shout out to you, Pastor Leon. First badge. Instagram just told me your first badge over here. Appreciate you, man of God. Um, so many great resources are in there. And so I don't see any hands. So it looks like most everybody has the app. So you make sure that you do that. All right. Listen, um, every Monday night, we gather together for one hour to pray. Seven Mountain to eight o'clock uh, Mountain. That's nine to 10 Eastern time. Prayer has power. Um, I want to teach you this. Prayer is a privilege. It is not a right. Prayer is something we get to do. It is not something that we have to do. Um, think about this. You get to go above everybody's head and you get to go to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the great I am about your situation and your circumstances. So I want to encourage you uh, to do that. All right. Listen, um, let's pray. Father, we honor you and we bless you, sir. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy. We thank you, God, that you are faithful. You are kind. You are just. You are reliable. Father, we thank you that you have been consistent with us and consistent for us. And so, God, we do not take this privilege that we have to pray lightly. We don't take this privilege that we have to pray for granted. Father, we thank you that we get to go to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and the Great I Am. And we are grateful tonight. Father, we come before you simply thanking you for who you are. You said, into your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. Before we ask you for anything, we just want you to know that we know who you are. And the psalmist said it like this, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. So we magnify you tonight, God. What does that mean? We magnify your attributes. 
We magnify uh, all of the nuances that make you God. We, and we magnify the fact that you're our provider. We magnify the fact that you are consistent. We magnify the fact that you are reliable. We magnify the fact that you are God that is always with us and always fighting for us. You called yourself Jehovah Saboe. That means the Lord that fights for us. You're the God of angel armies. And tonight we want you to know we see you and we magnify you. Come on, every platform, just tell them I magnify you. I magnify you. We magnify you, God, and we let you know that we see you. We know who you are, and we know that there is no other God like you, and there is no other God beside you. Forgive us for ever putting anything equal to you. You said you cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon isn't money. It's the spirit of the love of money. Your point was don't put anything equal to you. You are our source. That's what the word God means. You are our source tonight, God. You're the source of our life. You're the source of our breath. You're the source of our resources. You are the source of our stability. Come on, you are the source. Put something he's the source of. You're the source of our joy. You're the source of our happiness. Even if we look around and nothing else can seem to make us happy. You are the source of our happiness. You are the source of our sense of purpose. It is because of you, God, that we have a sense of purpose, a search, a sense of why we are on the earth. It is because of you. And for this, we say thank you. Tonight, God, we lift you high. We lift you high, God, in the sense that we use our vocabulary to best express um, the tapestry of ability that you have and the tapestry of the reality that you are. You are a God that hears. You are a God that responds. You are a God that provides. You are a God that answers. You are a God that shuts mess down. You are a God that opens doors no man can shut. You are a God that shuts man doors that no man can open. You are that type of God. You are a healer that not just physically, but you can heal us in the realm of our soul, our minds, our thoughts, our will, and our emotions. And for this, we say thank you. You're the source, here it is, of our sanity. You are the reason, God, we have not lost our mind. You are the reason, God, why we have not thrown in the towel. You are the reason, God, why we have not given up. You are the reason, God. You are our source. Come on, Monday, pray with me. You are our source. You are our source. You are our source. And for that, we say thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, tonight we ask that you forgive us for all of our sin, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. Forgive us, God, for sin. That is where we have missed the mark. Forgive us for where we missed the mark. Number two, God, forgive us for our iniquity. This is the, these are the generational sins that were passed down and around. Forgive us, God, for practicing what we were supposed to put an end to. Forgive us, God, for perpetuating what we were supposed to interrupt. And we thank you, God, that because we still have a pulse, Father, that means you still have a plan. And for this, we say thank you. And for this, we say thank you. And for this, we say thank you. And finally, God, we ask that you forgive us for our transgression. This is where we have willfully deviated from what we knew to be correct and what we knew to be right. We are forgiven. And because we are forgiven tonight, God, as we pray, we pray with boldness. As we pray, we pray with authority. We don't pray as beggars hoping and wishing on a wing and a prayer. No, we pray with authority as the sons and daughters of the Most High God. 
And you said, God, in your word, in Daniel, that now was the time for the saints of the most high God to rise up and to possess the kingdom. That is who you said we could be, and that is what you said we could have. And we declare in these next six months, all of July, all of August, all of September, all of October, all of November, all of December, that's exactly what we will do. In Jesus' name, Father, as we go forth in prayer tonight, give us the words to say. Give us the things to pray. Cause us, God, to speak in the earth what heaven has already released. Let us repeat in the earth what heaven has already released. Prayer gives heaven permission to invade and to interrupt the affairs of the earth. And for that, God, we say thank you tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, everybody on every platform, drop an amen right there. Do me a favor. If you haven't shared yet, whatever platform you're on, make sure that you share. When you share, people get saved. All right. Um, listen, if you don't have our app, again, I encourage you to get that app. Text Harvest to 877 or seven four six number two. I want to encourage you, if you're an ATL, let us know. We'd love for you to be a part of our launch team there in the area. That information is on the screen. All you need to do is text HCATL to 877-552-4746. You can stay connected to that. All right. So listen, um, tonight as we pray, I always pray about what we pray about. And one of the things that um, the Lord told me specifically that he wants us to spend some time in prayer about tonight uh, is specifically related, everybody listen closely, uh, specifically related to the decisions that we're going to be making over these next six months. Wave at me if you've got some big decisions that are ahead of you in these next six months. Wave at me, wave at me. If you got some big decisions that are ahead of you in these next six months, wave at me. Whatever platform you're on, wave at me. If you got some big decisions for these next six months, wave at me. I see some hands already. Whatever platform you're on, wave at me. You got some big decisions, all right? Uh, we're gonna cover your decision-making in prayer. One of the things um, that sometimes um, when you talk about making decisions uh, is that sometimes decisions um, can be difficult, right? And sometimes decisions are difficult because we can get stuck in the paralysis of analysis. We can get stuck in looking at this, looking at this, looking at that, looking at that, looking at that. Uh, and so tonight, um, we're, we're going to start with praying over your decisions. Come on, y'all, over your decisions. Um, and the scripture uh, uses this particular, this particular, uh, there's a scripture I want to use to pray about decisions tonight. And again, if you're just coming in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share. And especially too, if you're on our app and our website, make sure that you share too. We got all these different platforms that people can check us out on and be with us tonight. Um, Joel 3.14 says this, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Um, and decision is directly in this scripture here it's directly translated as the word concision and i want you to listen carefully it means short brief but clear covering a lot in a few words some of your decisions are going to have to be made quickly you are not going to have time to vacillate you're not going to have time to go back and forth you're not going to have time to be up and down um you're not going to have time to do that um, and decision is really interesting to me because decision is literally in Joel is referred to as like it's a valley. And sometimes when you're in the midst of making decisions, even though you're not in a valley, the process of making the decision can make you feel like you're in a valley. How many uh, sometimes you, there's something there's a phenomenon in psychology called for, uh, decision fatigue It's where you literally get tired of making decisions before we pray about this. 
How many of you, literally, that's where you're at right now. You're like, I'm just so over, man. There's so many decisions. Wait a minute. Be honest. You're a Mr. Foreman, so you can be honest. All right? You can be honest. What's up, Dr. Nelson? You can be honest with me uh, if that's where you're at. The Lord told me we're going to cover your decision-making in prayer tonight. That's the first thing that we're going to do. I see several hands. Several hands. Like, it can feel like a valley. Even though you're not in a valley, you can feel like you're in a valley because of the decisions. And the scripture said multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. So it's not just that there were a lot of people in the midst of making a decision. It's that there was a lot of decisions that had to be made in a short amount of time. Oh, my God. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, God, that you are the God that literally guides and orders our steps. You are the God that guides and orders our steps. You said that the steps of the righteous are ordered by you. Psalm 37 and 23. Literally, you said that literally translates into you're the God that delights in the details. You delight in the details of us, God. So we thank you tonight that you would order our decisions. And I pray tonight, God, wherever and whatever circumstances we feel like are a multitude of decisions and we feel like it's creating almost a valley effect, even though we're not in a valley, it can sometimes feel like that. I pray, God, that you would take away the unnecessary drama of the valley. We pray, God, that you would take away the unnecessary constraint that the valley sometimes makes us feel like we're in, as if we do not have options, as if we do not have the ability to uh, do things in a different and in a fresh way. And I come, we commit our decisions to you. Come on. I need you to type that in the uh, on the comments. I commit my decisions. We commit, God every decision to you. We commit our plans to you. We commit our decisions to you, every single one of them right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, we believe that as we commit our decisions to you and as we commit our plans to you, God, that you hear us and that you respond, that you hear us and that you respond. I pray that we would not make any decisions, God, that do not line up with your word. I pray that we would not make any decisions that do not line up, God, with your will for our life. And I pray, God, that we would not make any decisions that are going to, we are going to regret later. I come against the spirit, watch me, of regret. The word of God calls that weeping and gnashing of teeth. It is regret. I pray that we would not make decisions that we regret. But in Jesus' name, I pray that the decisions we make, they would be exactly the steps that you order. They would be exactly the, um, the uh, direction you intend for us to move. Your word says in Proverbs 16 and 3, that if we commit what we do to you, you will establish our plan. So we commit our decisions to you so that you can establish the plan. Once we commit the decision to you, you will give us a plan for the decisions. So we tell you up front, God, that we yield to your will. We tell you up front, God, that we yield to what you desire. And because we yield to what you desire, you will give us a plan. Father, you will give us not just a good plan, but you're going to give us a God plan. I need about 20 of y'all between these platforms to just type that on the screen. A God plan. Not a good plan, not just a wise plan, not just a smart plan, but a God plan. A plan that when we look at it, we say only the Lord could have done this. Only the Lord could have made it happen. And Father, we believe that you will get the glory out of our decisions. Father, do not let us make decisions that protect our ego. Do not let us make decisions that protect our pride. Don't let us make decisions that are more concerned about what people think 
than what you think. Don't let us make decisions that are more concerned about the way it looks versus the way that it really is. So Father, we thank you in Jesus' name that our decisions are committed to you and that you give us a God plan. That's your word, Proverbs 16 and 3. And not only did you say that you would establish and give us a plan, but you said that the plan would succeed. You said the plan would succeed. So I speak success in the decisions that we make. And I speak, watch me, I speak instantaneous success in the decisions that we make. I come against father drops. I come against lows. I come against valleys. I come against temporary uh, 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 fallbacks and drawbacks in the decisions that we make. And we speak, God, that it would be instantaneous success. All we're doing is quoting what you said, sir. You made this promise in Proverbs 16 and 3. And we stand on your word and we stand on your word and we declare, Father, in these next six months, here it is, the best decisions we've ever made. I pray that the decisions we make in these next six months, we would look back on next year in 2023 and say, I'm so glad I made that decision. We look back on 10 years from now and say, I'm so glad I made that decision. We look back on decades from now and say, I'm so glad I made those decisions. I pray that we would make the decisions just like Saul did. Come on, y'all pray with me. Saul, when he made the decision because he was looking for his father's donkeys and his servant said, I have an idea. There's a man of God in the city. Let us go see him. Let us go see him. And Saul had one response. Let's try it. His decision to try, despite the unknown, became the best decision of his life because it took him to the throne. I pray, God, that our tribe would take us to a throne. I pray that our tribe would take us to triumph. Come on, God, we pray over our tribe. Y'all better pray with me tonight. We cover our tribe in the name of Jesus. That one decision that Saul made, it literally took him from looking for his father's donkeys to the throne. It took him from being on a journey trying to recover the blessing, trying to recover strength, trying to recover his mobility for his family and his bloodline. And that one decision set him up for the next 42 years of his life. Why? Saul reigned for 42 years. I pray God and he was only at age 30. I pray and I cover every decision that we make in these next six months. And I pray that it was set us up, God, so that when we look back years from now, we will say it was good that I made that decision. It was good that I tried. It was good that I went and saw. It was good. It was good. It was good. I pray. And over every decision that we make, it will be just like your word in Genesis. Once you made the decision, you said, and the Lord saw that it was good. And the Lord saw that it was good. Can I get you to put your initials? And so-and-so saw and it was good. And Josh saw and it was good. And Stephanie saw, and it was good. And Sharon saw, and it was good. And Jacqueline saw, and it was good. And Tina saw, and it was good. And, and, and Johnny saw, and it was good. And, and Sharon saw, and it was good. And Santavia saw, and it was good. And Benita saw, and it was good. Come on, come on. And Beth saw, and it was good. And Christy saw, and it was good. And Sherm saw, and it was good. And Danielle saw, and it was good. And Adrian saw, and it was good. We declare that that will be the report we had. Bishop Kevin Foreman saw, and it was good. And Bishop Kevin Foreman saw, and it was good. I need some of y'all to drop my initials. 
And Harvest Church saw, and it was good. And Harvest Church saw, can I get a few of y'all to drop the church name? Even if Harvest ain't your church, just pray with us. If Harvest ain't your church, put your church name. And we saw, and it was good. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name that we pray. My God. My God. Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. We're covering your decisions in prayer for the first part of prayer tonight. We're covering your decisions in prayer. Recovering your decisions in prayer. Now listen to this next part. Um, listen to this next part. Um, when you look at the word decision from Job 3.14, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. So multitudes means a lot of people are in the midst of making a lot of decisions. Number two, it means there's a lot of decisions that you have to make. Got it? That's why multitudes is duplicated there. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. And I told you that decision is directly translated in terms of an English word as concision. It means it's short and it's brief, but it covers a lot. In other words, one decision, one decision is gonna have a big impact. Here's why sometimes we uh, we get stuck in the valley of decision is because um, we are, um, the impact that it will make seems so overwhelming. Come on y'all. The impact that it seems that it will make seems so overwhelming. I'm going to pray that you um, do not stay in indecision because you are afraid to make any decision. How many of you, you can be honest, that there's been times in your life where you did nothing because you were afraid to do something. You did nothing because you were afraid to do something. Because you're looking at the impact. Okay, if I, if I take this job, what is it going to mean for this and these kids and this and this and this and this and that and that and that and that? Okay. If if I move, what is this and that and that and that and that? If I do this, what is that and that and that? And sometimes the impact of the weight of the decision, it literally can keep you in a place of indecision because it affects a lot. It's short and it's brief, but it covers a lot. Concision. It's short and it's brief. And listen, and this can be about small things. This can be about small things. How many of you, even in some of your small decisions, like sometimes you can get stuck in the process of decision. Like it took you 20 minutes to figure out what you're going to eat. It took you it took you 30 minutes to figure out whether or not you're going to call somebody. You've been praying for four days whether or not you're going to forgive somebody. Come on, y'all talk to me. Come on, comment. I'm speaking that truth. Come on here. All right. Um, even with small decisions. So here's what we're going to pray. We're going to pray that you don't stay in indecision because of the impact of a decision. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna hit this thing strategically. You're about to make the best decisions of your life. There's three of you on here tonight that the decisions you make in these next six months, they're gonna take you to seven figures. If you think you might be one of them, drop a seven. If not, say nothing. If not, say nothing. But if you think you might be one, 1 Samuel 3, 19, and the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. There are three of you on here right now that the decisions you make in these next six months, I need you to follow my instructions, please. Drop a seven. Drop a seven. They will literally be seven-figure decisions. They will 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 be seven-figure decisions. Father, in Jesus' name, tonight, we pray, God, that as we are making decisions, that we do not stay in a place of indecision that we do not stay in a place of indecision because we are afraid of the impact of a decision you have not given us a spirit of fear 
but of power and of love and a sound mind. So I pray God right now that while the decision may have to be made quickly, while the decision may have to be made expeditiously, Father, that that decision, that we don't stay in a place of indecision, meaning we won't decide anything. That is very different than deciding to do nothing. It is deciding to do nothing because of fear. Indecision is different than making no decision. Indecision says that I'm not making any, any decision and it's because I'm afraid of the impact. We will not walk in fear, but you said you give us power and love and a sound mind. That means we're in our right mind. So in Jesus' name tonight, on every one of these platforms, we declare, God, that we will not be in indecision, that we would have a sound mind, that we would have a sharp mind that we would have the mind of Christ as we prayed a couple of Mondays ago, that every decision that we make, you had to make the decision to go to the cross. You did not have the choice to sit in indecision. You literally, in the Garden of Gethsemane, you prayed, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass for me. Three times, three times, indecision tried to get you. But the scripture says that when you pray, angels came and strengthened you and angels came and ministered to you. So, Father, in Jesus name, this is the same thing we ask you for, God, that as we pray tonight, that you would send angels. What is an angel? An angel is a supernatural being. But what does it mean more practically? Angel means a messenger. Send the message, God, whatever way you've got to send it that brings us strength. Send a message, God, whatever way you've got to send it that brings us vitality. Send a message, God, that whatever we have to do, uh, Father, that we would have the boldness to do it. We declare we have a sharp mind. We declare we have a skillful mind. We declare, Father, your word says that we have an anointing from the Holy Ghost. And that anointing will teach us and show us what we need to know. That anointing will know. That anointing will know. That's 1 John 2, 27. Father, we have been through a crushing. We have been through pressure. And the pressure produces oil. You crush an olive to get olive oil. When you say there's an anointing, that means everywhere where we have been crushed but we survived, we're anointed. Everywhere where we've had pressure, but we pushed back, we're anointed. And so, Father, I pray that we would pull, that we would pull, God, even not just on the angelic host, not just on a message, but, God, we pull on the anointing that we already have. I need a few of you to type this in the comments. I already have it. I already have it. For some of us, God, the answers we need, we already have. For some of us, the strategies we need, we already have. Why? You said in 1 John 2, 27, that anointing will teach us. It will show us. It will guide us. It will lead us. There's a reason we went through pressure so we know what to do if we saw it again. There's a reason we went through crushing so we know what to do if we saw it again. There's a reason that we went through disappointment so we know what to do if we saw it again. There's a reason we went through challenges so that we know what to do if we were challenged again. I declare, Father, that where you don't send an angelic host, where you don't send a messenger, Father, that we would look inside and that we would draw on the anointing that we already have in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Listen, you have not gone through everything that you have gone through simply to go through it and get to it again and not know what to do. Can I give you an example of this? This is what the children of Israel did. What did the children of Israel do? Every time they got to a challenge, they got to the challenge and they acted like they didn't know what to do. All right. And, and God's issue with them was, hey, 
We've already been through this. So why are y'all acting brand new? Father, I pray that we don't act brand new. I pray that we don't have a children of Israel spirit. I pray that we don't have a children of Israel attitude. I pray that we would know what to do. So, so let's just walk this through. Y'all still with me? Guys, if you just come in, make sure you share this. Make sure you share this. So let's walk this through. Um, 430 years of Egyptian bondage. Moses goes before Pharaoh nine times. Pharaoh says, no, 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 no. In fact, the Bible says God hardens Pharaoh's heart. Can I encourage some of you to read that story in the message translation? Because there's some things that pop out in the message translation that really are like, whoa, they're, they're really, they're really, um, there's a level of profundity that the message translation gives in its simplicity. In that, this is what you're trying to say. It's, you should check out the message translation of that story. But listen to this. So 430 years of bondage. No, on the last time, Pharaoh says, I never want to see you again. If I see you again, I'm going to kill you. Moses said, fine, as you wish. So then the death angel was released. The death angel smote all of the firstborn sons of uh, the Egyptians and the firstborn of their cattle. The reason God did it that way is so that God knew that this just wasn't some virus that hit the land. God says, I want you to know that I did this because only I can hit your firstborn sons and hit your firstborn cattle. So the Lord does that when he does that overnight. Somebody type overnight. Overnight, the Bible says Pharaoh summons Moses and Aaron. Let's just pray this while I'm teaching you this. Father, I pray that there's some circumstances and situations that are going to call for us. There are some people who have given us no that are going to have to call us and give us a yes. There are some people, God, in these next six months where it looked like the door was shut and shut multiple times, but they're going to have to pop that joker open and pop it open wide. I just need you to type this on the screen and the doors are opening. And the doors are opening and the doors are opening. Make this personal. And the doors are opening for me and the doors are opening for me and the doors are opening for me. Overnight, they come out of Egypt and the Bible says that they plundered the Egyptians. They take all their gold, a majority of their gold. They plunder them. So the scripture leaves the inference that they take majority of it. Their silver, they take their gold, they take cattle. They leave out of Egypt. Uh, 700, excuse me, 600,000 men plus women and children. So 2 million people, they listen to me carefully. They go into Egypt, 70 people at the beginning. And then when they come out of Egypt, they're over 2 million. Everybody listen to me. Even during your wildernesses, God is increasing you. Let's cover that in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that even in times of wilderness, even in times that feel like they're punishment, even in times that feel like it's a sentence, you increase us, you increase us, you increase us. And not just financially, God, you increase us in every way, shape, form, or fashion. Even in what seems like a dead-end job, he has increased you. Even in what seems like a negative, he has increased you. Even in what seems like it was punishment, he has increased you. I need you to type to me in these comments on every platform. He's increased me. Even in the pandemic, every person connected to Harvest, if you were following what you were being taught, he increased you. You did not see decrease. You saw increase. You did not see pulling back. You saw increase. And the Lord increased us. He increased them. All right. And over those 430 years, they go in at 70. They come out over 2 million. They come out with silver. They come out with gold. They come out with livestock. Now, everybody catch this. Hey, Pastor Man, everybody catch this. 
And this is what's so significant. They came out of Egypt rich, which means, listen to me carefully, money wasn't the promise. And everybody hear me. Money is a tool to get you to your promise, but money is never the promise. Father, tonight, we pray that you show us that money is a tool and a resource to get us to a promise. Money is not a promise within itself. The children of Israel came out rich, but they still were on their way to a promised place. We decree and declare, Father, in Jesus' name, that you would give us ample resource because you are our source. We declare, Father, that because we are faithful givers, we lack nothing. Come on, type that. We lack nothing. We lack nothing. But it is a tool. It is a resource to get us to a promise. It is not a promise within itself. It is a tool. It is a resource to get us somewhere. It is not the where we're trying to get. Y'all better hear me. Look at this praise report over here. One of our um, California harvesters. I saw a 10 times increase. I saw a 10 times increase. Come on. All right. Here we go. Prayer. Stick with me. See, as I'm teaching you, we're praying. Two things I'm going to always have you to do in prayer. One, I'm going to have you to say a lot. There's life and death in the power of your tongue. Proverbs 18, 21. Number two, I'm going to have you to type a lot because the scripture says wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. So in digital world, online, what do we do? Comments are a way to do that. So listen carefully to this. Um, they come out and when they come out, y'all, and when they come out, what ends up happening? Um, they get to the Red Sea. And when they get to the Red Sea, the Bible says that the Lord was leading them with a pillar of fire by day, pillar of cloud by night. Um, Pharaoh has them, uh, he's, he's closing in on them because after Pharaoh releases them, then Pharaoh's like, what did we do? We shouldn't have done this. So then he comes back after them. What is that called? That's called backlash. I'm going to cover in these next six months that you don't deal with backlash. Oh my God. What is backlash? Once you think something is over, it comes back again and it comes back stronger than the first time. I need you to wave at me if you're dealing with some backlash right now. Maybe it's family backlash. Maybe it's baby mama, baby daddy backlash. Maybe it, what the, I need you to wave at me right now. We're about to cover that. I don't know who this is for. We're about to hit that. You thought the issue was over with, the, with your taxes and now it's, they, they sending you more messages. You thought the issue was over uh, with that piece of property. Now here they go. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. We're about to hit that. Father, in Jesus, I see several hands tonight. Father, in Jesus' name, tonight we rebuke backlash. We rebuke backlash. In Jesus' name tonight, God, you show us these stories as a prophetic peek into what the enemy would try to do to us. And so, Father, we see it so we can shut it down. We saw that Pharaoh came after them as an attempt to backlash for feeling like he shouldn't have let them go. Father, we rebuke and we shut down backlash. We rebuke and we shut down that spirit, that mentality, that attitude of Pharaoh that says, I'm coming after you and it's going to be backlash. We shut that down and we rebuke that. What does it mean to rebuke? It means we send it away. We rebuke backlash of any shape, form or fashion in these next six months. Come on. I need y'all to pray hard right there. We rebuke backlash from any noun, from any person, any place, anything, any idea. And we pray, God, that just like a weapon that jams, any backlash that would attempt to come after us, that as they attempt to release it, it jams and it backfires on them. That's Bible. 
That's Bible. Isaiah says um, that no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises in judgment, Isaiah 54, 17, it shall be condemned. More specifically, the scripture says we shall condemn. So we condemn backlash. We condemn weapons that any would form. And we pray that what they try to form against us, that it would literally backfire on them. That if they put their tongues on us, that it would literally do them harm. Oh, y'all better pray with me tonight. That if they try to sabotage us, that they sabotage themselves. If they try to stir up mess with us, that they stir up mess for themselves. If they try to uh, set us up, that it set them up. In Jesus' name, I pray that if they dig one ditch, that they better dig two. Because the trap they set, it was for them. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke that and we shut that down. In fact, God... I pray that like Job, the scripture says that there was a hedge of protection erected around Job. And since you are no respecter of person, we declare God for the rest of our days that that hedge of protection is around us. Come on. I need you to just type that in the comments. Hedge, hedge, hedge. There's a hedge. What does that mean? It means that I'm untouchable. It means that you can't get to me like that. It means that you can't phase me like that. It means that you cannot affect me like that. In the name of Jesus, we pray. My God. Okay. Come on, let's get to this story. I'm trying to get somewhere. Let's go. Guys, if you're just coming in, do me a favor. Like this video. Tell me where you're watching from and share it. So what happens? Um, Pharaoh, back. there's a backlash. And the scripture says something interesting. The Bible says that what Pharaoh does, or that what the Lord does, is that when Pharaoh's coming after them, literally, the Bible says that the Lord switches positions. Y'all better listen to me carefully. He switches positions from leading them, you ready, to now following them. I need you to pray with me. Um, he switches, but for some of you, this is not for everybody, but for some of you, the reason what's in front of you doesn't seem clear is because God's Switch positions. Y'all better pray with me. The scripture says that he was leading them. And then when Pharaoh came, he switched positions and got behind them. And he was protecting them. And for some of you, the things in front of you do not seem as clear as you like. Because God says, you're mature enough. I can switch positions. Watch me. And all. And Moses lifted his hands. He said, listen, uh, I, I got, uh, there's a man of God in front of you with his hands lifted. I just need you to follow those instructions. God says, I'm shifting positions. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray tonight that we do not feel like you've left us. Oh, God, because you shifted positions. I pray that tonight we do not feel like you are not with us because you switched positions. You went from in front to behind to make sure that there was no backlash. You went from in front to behind to make sure that the enemy couldn't touch the children of Israel. And I pray in these next six months, God, that where you have literally shifted positions, where God, you have now went from in front to behind to protect us, that we would not lose hope, that we would not lose faith, that we would not lose strength, that we would not lose power. Come on here to Shannon. That we would not lose a, a, a strength, that we would not lose fortitude, that we would not lose power, but God, that we would be bold. You told Moses to lift his hands, and when he lifted his hands, you sent wind, and they crossed over on dry land. I pray that our posture would be like Moses, that our hands would be lifted, and when we lift our hands, what does that mean? 
two Hebrew words, God, yada and toda. One means that we release and one means that we receive. I pray that our position in these next six months will be that our hands are lifted. Come on, y'all. That our hand, I need to some of you, if you can lift your hand, if you grab it, don't you lift your hands. But if you have your hands free, can you set your device down for a second and lift your hands? If, 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 you, if you're looking at me on the TV screen, can you lift your hands? Can you lift your hands? Our hands are lifted. And God, we release what we cannot control. And we receive your strategy. We release worry and we receive your word. We release burdens and we receive your blessing. We release and we receive. We release and we receive. We release and we receive. Our hands are, this is the position that we will be in for these next six months. Like Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. My hands are lifted. Whatever you say, that's what it is. Whatever you say, that's what it is. And I release control. Mm. Come on, y'all. And I release control. And I release control. And I release having to know all the answers. And I release trying to figure everything out. And I release trying to plan every little piece. And I release that. And I receive the fact that you got me. I release, receive the fact that you got me. I receive the fact that you got me. I receive the fact that you got me. What else does hands represent, lifted represent? It represents surrender. Sir, we tell you we surrender. We surrender. We surrender. Uh, Father, for every Red Sea where we feel like we don't know how we're going to cross this. We don't know how we're going to get through this. We don't know how we're going to get over this. We tell you we surrender. You got us. You got us. Come on, y'all. You got us. You got us. Come on, you got us. I need you to type that in the comments. You got me. You got me. Every married couple, you type, you got us. You got us. Every married couple, you type, you got us. Even if your spouse isn't on prayer, you type us. Every single person, you type, you got me. You got me. You got me. I saw a comment over here. Somebody said, they dog got their hands up. Come on, get your dog to worship. Come on, worship the Lord, dog. You got us. You got me, God. You got us. You got us. All right? Here we go. We're praying this thing. Guys, if you just come in there, make sure you share. We're praying this thing. So then what happens? So then what happens? So then after they cross the Red Sea, here's what the Bible says. That the Lord let Pharaoh's army, the fire that was blocking them. Everybody listen. The Lord removed the fire. The Lord says, now I'm going to get out the way. And I'm going to let Pharaoh look like he's about to get you. And I need you to listen very carefully to this next part. Very carefully to this next part. So what happens, Pharaoh's army runs into the Red Sea because they think we're going to get them now. In other words, the hedge is gone. The hedge is gone. And I need everybody to listen to me. For a period of time, you may feel like the hedge is gone. I want to cover your emotions right now. Because your emotions, your feelings will fool you. How many of you can be honest that in the last, you know, six months that your feelings kind of mess with you a little bit? Your feelings kind of like, what is this, God? Like, what up? What, what the heck is this? I'll wait until fifth Monday to pray to say what I want to say. How many of you can be honest that in the first six months of this year, you're like, Lord, where's the head? Where's the protection? Where's the protection? You letting these marks do this? Where is the protection? Somebody says, today, I got you. I got you, Adrian. All the way in Atlanta, I got you. I got you. Let me help you. Here's the deal. For a moment, you are going to feel like he totally let them win. Because what happened? 
as they get to the other side, the fire moves. And when the fire moves, somebody says all over the place, when the fire moves, what happens? Here's what happens. The Lord lets Pharaoh's army run into the Red Sea. And so now the children of Israel are looking like, oh my God, I thought I was over this. I thought this was done. I thought there was no backlash. I thought this was done, God. And now you let these marks come after me. Mark is a urban colloquialism that just means these people I don't want to deal with, all right? You letting them come after me. Like, what is this? And I need you to listen carefully. The Lord left Pharaoh on the other side of the Red Sea. He lets Pharaoh's army run into the Red Sea. And for a moment, it's going to look like, somebody says, you're preaching my, my, the, my life the first six months of this year. We, we preaching and praying. It's going to look like he's going to let them win. Because then the fire moves. The fire moves. You're like, what is this? Lord, you're supposed to be protecting me. You're supposed to be protecting me. You're supposed to keep this stuff from happening to me. And now it looks like it's about to happen. If I listen, 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 listen. If I listen carefully, if I listen carefully, it only feels that way. It's not that way. I need you to type this on the screen. It's It won't happen. Please release that over your life. I, that negative thing that you're thinking is going to happen, it won't happen. You thinking you're going to lose it all? It won't happen. I need you to speak that thing with authority. Can I get you to type that in all caps like you hollering? Now, you ain't hollering at me. Let me be clear. You hollering at your situation. You hollering in this atmosphere. It won't The thing you think, oh, I'm a... It won't happen. It won't happen. I want to cover your feelings and your emotions because your emotions are going to try to play tricks on you. Father, in Jesus' name, we declare that just like you did for the children of Israel, it will not happen. I pray that our feelings don't fool us in those moments and in those times where we think, oh my goodness, this situation is about to get me. What I thought was over is about to catch up to me. This is backlash. There's not, you're not protecting me. How is this happening? How am I dealing with this scare again? How am I dealing with this fear again? How am I dealing with this issue again? It won't happen. Why? Because you let Pharaoh's army get in the Red Sea only to drown them. You wanted them to see, God, that you were going to utterly destroy and drown. What does that mean? Suffocate. Take the life out of what was trying to take their lives. We prophesied that the same fate that fell upon Pharaoh's army, that any backlash, that any circumstances that try to come after us in a negative way, shape, form, or fashion, that the same fate would await those situations. Come on, y'all. This is advanced prayer. This is where you tell the situation what to do. It ain't, I'm going to see. This is where I'm going to say what it needs to be. This is at a whole nother level of prayer. This is at a whole, the same fate, the same fate, your depression, the same fate to it. He's going to suffocate it. So it never becomes an issue for you. Your anxiety, he's going to suffocate it. So it never becomes an issue for you. Woo, the same fate, the same fate, F-A-T-E, the same fate. Okay. He drowns Pharaoh's army. And not only does he drown his army, the Bible says that he, he in their wheels, he literally, they, he jams their wheels. In other words, their plan, their little plot, they're throwing, you know, they're telling their horses, yah, yah, you know, they're doing all that. The Bible says that he jams their wheels. So not only does he drown them, but he makes it so that they can't even move. The same fate upon whatever would try to negatively come after you. 
That's advanced prayer. Don't pray that unless you unless you expect to see that. That's advanced prayer. Hmm? Let's go. Who does he let watch? My goodness, it's 750. Who does he let watch the whole time? Pharaoh. Contrary to popular belief, Pharaoh doesn't die. Pharaoh doesn't drown. Pharaoh watches his resources. He watches his army. He watches his people. He watches that happen to them. And God wants him to know, don't you mess with them again. Don't you mess with them again. Scripture says this, that great fear went out among the land and among the people when they saw what the Lord had done for them. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this advanced prayer? And Father, when you bless us, as you give us miracles, as you do for us, let there be a reverence. That's what fear means in that context. Let there be a reverence for you. Let there be a reverence for you that they wouldn't try us. Mm. Come on, y'all. Let there be such a presence of God that is with us that they would not even try us. I pray that when they think about messing with you, with us, that there be such a reverence that it be like when uh, Laban was trying to mess with Jacob, where you went into his dream. Oh, my God. This is advanced prayer, y'all. You went into Laban's dream, God. And you threatened him. You said, if you mess with Jacob, I'm going to kill you. You told him, if you mess with Jacob, I'm going to take you out of here. So don't touch him. I pray that there be such a reverence for you because of how you take care of us that nobody would think of messing with us in these next six months. Let there be a reverence. Come on, y'all. Let there be a reverence. Let there be a reverence. Let there be a reverence. And some of you, let me prophesy, you're even going to begin to see it as early as tonight. People are not going to come at you with the same way that they normally come at you. They're not going to email you the same way they normally email. They're not going to speak the same way they normally speak. You're going to see a difference. There will be a reverence for your God that they won't even try to mess with you. Don't even try it. Don't even try it. Let there be a reverence. 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 In Jesus' name. Wow. Okay, here's what I was trying to get to. Is this blessing anybody tonight? Listen. Um, so then they get over. When they get over, here's where I was trying to get, because we were talking about decisions, but I wanted to walk you through it. But I wanted to pray through it. Um, here's what happens. Then they don't have any bread. What do they do? They, be, they forget that they already dealt with the Red Sea. They forget that they've already seen 10 plagues where God has gotten the glory. They forget. Listen to me, y'all. You ready for this one? You ready for this? They forget that they got money. It's quiet. They forget that they have resources. They forget they keep thinking like a slave even though they're not one. And for some of y'all, you keep forgetting that you know how to take nothing and turn it into something. You keep forgetting. Father, in these next six months, don't let us forget what you've already done. This is where the anointing comes from. How do you get anointing? Anointing literally means grace. It means favor. It means adding super to your natural. Anointing refers to anointing oil from Isaiah 10. How do you get anointing oil? You crush olives. That means an olive has to die so that oil can live. Olives are cheap. Olive oil is expensive. So when you talk about I'm anointed, what you're saying is, 
Every area you've been crushed, but you conquered, you're anointed. Everywhere you've been afflicted, that's where you're gifted. Every place where you've been disappointed, this is often where you are anointed. Are y'all catching it? So we're talking about anointing. You just need to look at your life and say, where have I been put under pressure, but I'm still here? Where have I been put? And can I just get you to release this in the comments? I'm anointed. I'm anointed. So what does the scripture say? The scripture says in 1 John 2, 27, you have an anointing. So the children of Israel forgot they were anointed. They forgot they were anointed. Hear me. Don't forget you're anointed in these next six months. Don't forget this. They forgot that they were standing in the Red Sea and the man of God lifts his hands and they walk across. They forgot. So now when they want some bread, you know what they start saying? Oh, Lord, let us go back to Egypt. We never should have did this. We never should have did this. This was dumb. This is dumb. I pray against the spirit of regret. That's weeping and gnashing of teeth. We pray against regret. We will not have regrets in these next six months. Not one in Jesus' name. Not one in Jesus' name. Not one in Jesus' name. We won't. Mm -mm. How you know? Because we just prayed it. And we're going we're gonna to walk in what we pray. Um, so they forgot. So then they start complaining. And then once they start complaining, what begins to happen? God is like, what is the problem? So he drops manna from heaven. It's called angel food. That's where you get the concept of angel food cake. Then, 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 then what happens next, y'all? Um, uh, well, I won't give it in chronological order, but what happens? Then they don't have any meat. So they don't have any meat. So they forgot they were anointed. They forgot. Okay, God just gave you bread out of heaven. They forgot they had money. If y'all are interacting with all of these other tribes, go do business. Can we get practical? Don't do business with these people. You talking about we ain't got no meat? Go get you some meat. You see this tribe over, this, this other people over here, these Amorites and Hittites and Zebusites and all this here, and I contain them. You see, you see they all got, got some, some meat. Go do business. Go make you some money. Make a little change up in here. Go do what you need to do and get you some meat. Trade. They forgot. Father, do not let us forget. And do not let us ignore the resources we have. Come on, prayer. Type this on the screen. I have resources. Mm. God, you are our source, God, and we have resources. You are our source, God, and we have resources. And for this, we say thank you. Don't let us forget. Then what happens? They want some water. We don't have no water. Dude, you literally, first of all, just crossed the Red Sea not that long ago. Um, so there's water over there. Then um, you got all of these lakes and streams and rivers in where you're at. Um, if you look at the map, you can see, okay, why are you complaining? Figure it out. You have an anointing. Figure it out. Come on, speak this over yourself. I'm anointed for these next six months. Father, we declare, we gotta wrap up. We declare that we are anointed for these next six months. And your word says that that anointing, it would teach us all things. It would teach us all things, which means there's sometimes where we're gonna be in situations where we're not sure what to do and we're gonna pull on our anointing. We're gonna pull on our anointing. We're gonna pull on our anointing and we will figure it out. We're going to pull our, on our anointing and we will make it happen. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Listen, guys, it's 758. I didn't get as far as I wanted to go. 
I pray prayers bless you. Last three things I want to do. Number one, drop any prayer requests you've got. And these can be for you. These can be for anybody else. Um, uh, I want you to drop that. That's prayer. And that's supplication and intercession. So drop your prayer request. That's prayer. That's for you. Intercession. This is to pray for somebody that's unsaved, somebody that doesn't know the Lord. John 9 says anybody that doesn't know the Lord, their prayer is not heard except the prayer of salvation. And then supplication. This is what we pray for other Christians. All three of those, drop them right now in the comments. Drop them right now in the comments. Father, I cover every single prayer request that is being typed right now. And I cover them right now. And I stand in agreement in my faith with their faith, God. Believing, Father, that you provide answers. Believing that you provide strategy. Believing that you provide clarity. Believing that you will provide everything that they need. And for this, we say thank you. I rebuke the enemy that would bring up doubt. I rebuke fear. I rebuke panic. I pray, God, that what we just prayed, that they would see manifest right now in their own prayer request. And for that, we say thank you. We speak favor about scholarships. We preach uh, that anything you touch for work is successful. We pray that Tasha passes the promotion board. Tag Tasha in this so she knows her name was called out. So she knows that God thinks that much of her to call her name out in prayer. Tag her. We pray right now uh, in Jesus' name for focus and clarity. Come on, I'm calling some of these out. We pray for the mind of Christ in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We pray for your brother's healing. Tag your brother so your brother knows that God cared enough about him to call him out in Jesus' name. And that doesn't mean that anybody's any less if they're not called out. We pray right now that debts would be paid down, that you send supernatural resources for debts to be paid down. I cover every request right now in Jesus' name. Um, listen, guys, if you're on prayer tonight, you're not a Christian, I want to invite you to give your life to the Lord. Nobody get off yet. We're almost done. Not a Christian. I need you to give your life to the Lord. This is your moment. 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body died so that you could have life and life more abundantly. Being a Christian doesn't mean you're going to have a perfect life. Being a Christian means you're going to have a purposeful life. See, Christians, we don't sin. We're not sinless. That's ridiculous. We just sin less. It just means that God is working on us to make us better so that we're blessed to be a blessing. If you need to become a Christian tonight, tonight's your night. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, recommit yourself to the Lord. Do it tonight. Thirdly, if you like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure tonight. I need you to be sure. If you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at. On the count of three, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Wherever you're at, wherever you're at, do that hand wave emoji or say it is me. Do the hand wave emoji and say it's me. Don't hop off of here yet. Don't hop off of here yet. We're almost done. Y'all, we're almost done. Don't hop off of here yet. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself a little or be sure. I'm waiting on you. I'm going to count you down five because we're out of time. We got to go four. Waiting on you. Three. Waiting on you. Two. Waiting on you. Do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. One. One. I'm with somebody we're waiting for and I need you to respond. This is your moment. Don't miss it. You're like, man, I don't want anybody to think anything. Bitch, why do you have to do it out loud? Why do I have to, why do I have to type it in the comments? Jesus said it like this. If you deny him, he'll deny you. And I don't know about you, but I, I don't want Jesus to deny me. I don't want to be denied entrance or access. It's not to shame you. It's just that when, you, when you're proud of something, you're public about something. Whatever, you, whatever you're public about is what you're proud about. And everybody's included. Hear me. Nobody is excluded. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, I see you. Say, Father, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for your love for me. I got you. I see you over here. I got you. I confess with my mouth 
I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian. And if I fall, give me the grace to get back up. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, here's what I need you to do. Text the word decision. Every platform, they're going to put it on there for you. Uh, if you're on this platform, these several platforms that are on this uh, thing here, on this camera here, it's at the bottom of the screen. Last thing I want to do um, is uh, I want you to text the word, excuse me, decision to 877-552-4746. Last thing I want to do is we're going to sow. And tonight when we sow, I want us to sow that from that first John 227. So this is a simple seed. $27. If you want to do $227, you can do that. If you want to do $27, you do that. But but it needs to be either $227 or $27. If you want to flip it and do $72.20, it needs to be those numbers. And here's what you're going to call this seed. You're going to call this, I'm a, my, you say this, I'm anointed. That's the, just, that's the name of the seed. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. That's what you're going to name this seed. But I want everybody, I want to challenge everybody to sow. Listen, guys, I never ask you to do what I don't do. So I always sow. I leave the charge and so never judge somebody's harvest if you don't see their seed. The Lord's had me putting a lot of seed in the ground. Um, and I understand it's because he's got something big on his mind. Amen. Or listen, you're right. Come on here. Uh, Alaria, you're right. 2.7 million. You can do that. You're loaded. You got it. You got it. Put it on there. Uh-oh. I hope that didn't block the person. I'm trying to pin the comment. All right. Love you guys. I pray you have an amazing night. So listen, tomorrow night at 9 o'clock Mountain, uh, 11 o'clock Eastern on the Bishop Foreman IG, Bishop Foreman TikTok. We may add the other platforms. We'll see. Um, I'm going to give you a preview of Wednesday's message. Let me just tell you the title of Wednesday Night Live Bible Study. It's called, I don't have time for that. Um, I'm going to show you um, on this theme of maximizing your time. We didn't even get to talk about yesterday's message, so you got to just check it out. You got to check it out. Um, but everybody goes, so First um, John 227, that's the scripture we're tying our seed to. And the name of your seed is I'm anointed. So even if you use text to give or use our website to give where you can't put anything in the comments, that's okay. Just as you sow it, just call it that. I'm anointed. That's the seed. If you came in late, go back and watch this. Um, prayer, there's so much revelation in prayer. Don't you, don't y'all see that? There's so much revelation in prayer. I feel better when I pray. Don't you? Like, I'll be waiting for Mondays. Like, let's go. Let's go. Um, so I love you guys. Have an amazing night. Shalom to you all. That means peace. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. All is well. Yesterday was fire. I had my whole family watching. Come on, whole fam. I love it. 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 All right, guys. Shalom to you. Have a good night. It's 8.05. We're five minutes over. We got to go. Love you. Have a good night. Shalom. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's